Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Striebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Striebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Striebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. Your boy James is balling out of control. Okay. He got McDonald's breakfast for everybody. Everything's on James. Producers, he's like making it rain in the studio. Naturally. Yeah, right? So it's That's like. What James does. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, he's he's getting ready to order, you know, some more McDonald's. And I'm, yeah, he and makes I'm, it rain on these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Steve. Good one, Steve. Very good. (laughs) Welcome back to the show. It's the roundtable on a Tuesday here on ESPN 680-1057. And it's the roundtable. And it's Rulo here with me. James Black, Jack Grossman, Field of 68, Floyd Street's finalist. finest. He'll be joining us here very soon. But it's 5 o'clock, so let me tell you about Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. 27 area locations. Walk-in, drive-through, delivery, Cox's Evergreen Liquors. That's Louisville's go-to liquor store. And don't forget, tomorrow, buy three, get one free Cigar Wednesdays. That's every Wednesday at Cox's or Evergreen Liquors. And also in some of these locations, you can still get Tailspin Elfest tickets. They're sold out online, but at select locations of Cox and Evergreen Liquors, they still have them to buy. Okay? They have the wine, the beer, the mixers, more, everything you need. They'll have a tent out there at the Tailspin Elfest on Saturday, so go say hello. Get some of those cigars. Cox and Evergreen Liquors, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Cox'sLouisville.com. Been a good show today. Talked a lot of Kentucky, uh, Louisville, and Indiana basketball. Speaking of Indiana basketball, let's bring him on in here. Jack Grossman from the Field of 68. Floyd Street's finest. Jack, how you doing? Hello, ladies. <laughs> I am fantastic, guys. How are you all doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Got a big night of Kentucky basketball tonight uh, ahead of us as they take on Mississippi State on the road. We'll get to that. But, I mean, it's, it's out of the norm, Jack. But I got to start with Indiana. I, I mean, it, it's it's been... It's it really been, is out of the norm. <laughs> it, yeah, it is out of the norm. But I, I got to start with Indiana because, Jack, I know you went to the game last last weekend. Um, they've lost eight out of their last ten games. They they played a night. They played Wisconsin. We'll have it here on ESPN 680, 105.7 at 645. Uh, <laughs> they played them at seven tonight. And it, it, it was... It, it seemed like everything was not fine with Mike Woodson, but uh, you know there there weren't they weren't calling for his job, and then all of a sudden this week we have this groundswell of fans saying they not, not only do they want him gone, but they want Bruce Pearl there to have the coach picked out and everything. They have Bruce Pearl. When did all this happen, Jack? And, and what precipitated this other than losing, of course? Well, that is the big thing. They're losing a lot. Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, what, what's really bizarre is, and I even, you know, I think put this out on Twitter, uh, at Jack Grossman 97 came with plug. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yesterday. I mean, you got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. But, I mean, the Indiana fan base has traditionally been, for better or worse, th- th- there's two things that, that, that I think of this. Number one, they're traditionally more patient than Louisville and Kentucky, for better or for worse. And the a- example I always bring up, is that Archie Miller in year two with Romeo Langford headlining a top ten recruiting class, bringing back Jawan Morgan, who was an all Big Ten forward, managed to lose twelve out of thirteen games and missed the NCAA tournament. Right, <laughs> and almost nobody called for his job. And now to turn around and to yes, I mean they've been absolutely atrocious this year and they've fallen apart. And there's a very real chance they end the season losing nine games in a row and fourteen out of their last sixteen, but. 
But for them to give so much more credence and patience and willingness for Archie Miller, who at that point had done absolutely nothing at the program. Right. And same with you know, Tom Crane, who, you know, he, he came in in a very different situation than, Ar- than Archie and, and Woodson. But, I mean, the results were Kenny Payne-esque year one. I mean, the effort and, and – and, was well, we don't need to go too deep into that. Sure. But they went six and twenty five year one. Like that's pretty damn bad. And he got it took until his fourth year for them to make an NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And the people weren't really grumbling at that stage. And yet for Woodson, a guy who is a former player, a former star player under Bob Knight, who actually made the NCAA tournament two years in a row, was a four seed last year. Which, you know, that's not where you want to be as a program, but like that's not bad. Right. For a program that hadn't made a tournament in six years. To go from that to we gotta fire the coach less than a year later is pretty damn stunning. It really is. The other thing I would say on, on if they actually end up firing him or not, Greg Doyle, the Indy star, had a really good point. Again, comparing to Archie and Crean, even if Woodson lost, loses out, and again, that would mean losing nine in a row and 14 out of their last 16. Wow. He would still have a better winning percentage through three years than both Archie and Crean and two more NCAA tournament appearances than both of those guys who each got a year three with no hesitation. No question. There were no, no, you're right. Because, Wait. I mean, we were doing radio together during these Archie Miller stuff. There weren't any, like, I wouldn't say any question, but it was, oh, yeah, he's going to get a year three. I was a Lone Ranger. I yeah. was a Lone Ranger on this. <laughs> you were. You were the only one standing up saying, Archie Miller's a bum. We need to get him out of here. This is not working. And it just it flipped so fast. Is it because, Jack, because of the tournament appearances and the, you know, Jalen Hood Shafino in the NBA and, and Trace Jackson Davis goes to the NBA and you get McKenzie and Baco and you get Khalil Ware and, and you think, okay, you have Malik Renew coming back and Trey Galloway coming back and, you you know, you, you feel like as an Indiana fan, on paper, you look at the talent you say, oh yeah, this this, this is going to be another year of the tournament. IU's going to be contending for a Big Ten, you know, championship or whatever it is uh, and, and it just it's all falling apart and they're just pissed off because the season hasn't worked out the way they fought it would i mean first of all there's a disconnect like like remember i remember one of the things andy did really good going into max last year he would ask every national guy that we got on for him there's this disconnect where louisville fans think the team is going to be you know not great but like pretty good for sure a tournament team probably a single digit seed right and national people were like yeah we don't know if you guys are even a tournament team right it wasn't that and that was obviously the jared west was um uh noah noah Locke team that oh, yeah. you know, had the suspension and then matt the cross suspension and mac left and all that stuff <laughs> yep matt cross yeah good old matt cross and they yeah. ended up going 13 and 19 right the disparity in and expectations versus locally and nationally weren't that big, but it was pretty close. Indiana fans felt like this team should be like a top 25 team. Yeah. And nationally, we were, people were more like, okay, we think they're probably a tournament team, but kind of anywhere from like bubble to, you know, 8-9 type seed. So, so mm-hmm. there were probably like a 4 or 5 seed line differential and in, in, in the uh, expectations for the Indiana fan base versus the national fan base. It's safe to say the national people weren't just, you know, I, I don't know if it's right to call them right because no one predicted them to be this bad, but it was much closer to what they were thinking in terms of the worrisome of the roster construction, lack of guards, all that stuff. And it's something to where you could see pretty early on. I remember we did these, you know, pitch right at the start of the season and I would keep saying, you know, if Indiana didn't start defending, they're going to be in a lot of trouble because they're really right. struggling with some of these bums at the start of the year, and it just never got, got any better. In fact, it honestly probably got worse. I mean, I mean, I saw someone put out there today that Indiana Portorvik was something like 89th in, in defensive efficiency through mid-January, and since that point, they're 141st. Wow. They've gotten worse. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten way worse, especially on that end of the floor, and and. For me, I think people are kind of tired. And this isn't fair to Woods, completely fair to Woods. It's a little bit of a Kenny Payne thing also. So in terms of this, where Kenny walks into a situation where you need certain things to change or else, you know, the past coach's failures are going to fall on you sure. also. Yeah. Indiana hasn't been a good shooting team since probably my freshman year in college, which was the 2016-17 season, which was Crane's last year. Right, yeah. I mean, they just haven't, they, they haven't been able to put the ball in the bucket. And... And and I think there's bigger problems with this year's team than just pure three-point shooting. 
but that end, we've talked about that at length, you know, defensively is my biggest issue with this team. Not having enough guards is mm-hmm. the bigger issue, but Indiana fans are so locked in on the fact that this team can't shoot. that, And, and they've seen that now for seven straight years, and they're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> they have just completely checked out on that being an excuse. And I understand that part of it. There's more issues to that, but that's that's definitely part of it as well. And honestly, the thing that has that worried me more than anything else that's happened this year, because I've kind of sat there and said, said really for the better part of two months now, they're pretty damn atrocious, but you know, I give them not everything on the Xavier Johnson injury because they needed more guards, even with Xavier Johnson. And that's something that I was very adamant about in the offseason. Like everyone, you know, I listen to Pia and say, Indiana dominated the portal and they still suck. How can you expect them to do good again? Well, I'm like, right. Yes, they got some good guys out of the portal, but they didn't get what they needed out of the portal. They didn't get the guards they needed, so, right. So, so, yeah, the, 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 the notion of Woodson just killed it in the portal, I'm like, yes, you got a five-star in Ware who's been really good. You you were able to get Mbaco after he decommitted from Duke. But who's gotten better? Than shooting and nobody. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but um, <laughs> that, 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 that caught me off guard a little bit. But uh, I th- I, oh, I thought I, I think you're doing like the Harbaugh thing for some reason. Yeah, who's got better no. than us? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was very confused there. By, <laughs> but, but yes, um, and Bakio has gotten better. But at the end of the day, it's a poorly constructed roster. But the thought process was, okay, Woodson would learn from this and go into the portal and be able to get a, a similar type of crop to what he got this year, except this time actually hammering home like guards, 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 and play smaller. Instead, he comes out, out I think it was two days ago, and he has the quote saying, you know, we won with two bigs. Yes. I don't, I, <laughs> and, and I'm, not going to, I'm not going to play four around one. I'm going to keep playing two bigs. And at that point, I'm like, that's that's a red alarm going off right there. Yeah, you're hurting yourself he here, Mike. He yeah, he hasn't learned learned that this isn't how basketball is played anymore. And there's no sense of urgency to guard the three point line, guard the perimeter. There's there's no sense of urgency of trying to shoot the ball from the perimeter, and there's no sense of urgency to try to win with you know guard play and modern basketball tactics. To be quite honest, and. And I think Indiana fans, you know, are seeing that, and they're seeing, I mean, they can do the thing, you know, kind of what they did with Tom Allen and say, well, everything was was because of Penix and Kalen DeBoer and Kane Womack, who's now the defensive coordinator at Alabama, naturally. Yeah. And say, once those guys left, everything fall apart to where you can kind of point and say, you know, Trace Jackson Davis was able to mask everything for you. Yes. And Jalen Huchifino was able to mask a lot for you. And in that Big Ten tournament run in 2022, and the last third of that season when Xavier Johnson was legitimately a top 20 guard in the country, he was able to mask stuff for you. Once the the first two guys are gone and Xavier Johnson can't stay healthy for two years, what's left? A team that really struggles defensively. You have Malik Renew, who, again, is a really good offensive player. Right. But he can't. He, he shouldn't be guarding stretch fours. No. Mackenzie Mbago is trying to chase around Jamison Battle and, and, and Lance Jones in these games. Like, those are guards. Those are three-point right. shooters. Like, Mbago just isn't at this stage of his career. If he were to actually be an NBA player, he would have to play the three, but that's a different discussion. But he's not able to guard on the perimeter this way. Indiana doesn't have any idea what they're doing with their ball screen defense. They just – they give up. They don't – because David Johnson's not there, they only have two guards that are scared as crap to get in foul trouble to where they don't pressure the ball at all. In the offense, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it. I mean, the, the thing that, that really has changed things for Kentucky is that half-court ball pressure. Yeah. Indiana doesn't do any of that. And, and that really, really puts – that makes everything the opposing offense does incredibly easy. And it's just really, you know, the thing I always said was you're bringing in 10 new guys. It's gonna, there's going to be a learning curve offensively, but this team's going to have to win with its defense. And the defense – has backslid three years in a row. They were top 20 year one. Last year, they were something like 57th. The offense really, really carried them, which really wasn't supposed to be how they were going to win games last year, but it just became, you know, 
Trace and Huchifino pick and rolls all all the time or Trace in the post and, you know, maybe Cop or Galloway would hit a three every once in a while or something. But but it, it was really just that two-man game willing them to win. It's how they rattled off, you know, nine out of ten yeah. in January and February and got a four seed. But 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 the defense, again, though, has slid three years in a row. The rebounding, if you're going to play that damn big – you you better be like classic Michigan State or North Carolina on the glass. Yeah, and Indiana can't rebound to save its life. No, I mean that <laughs> that, well, that's stunning game, too. That, 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 yeah, that Northwestern game I was at at they Northwestern's front line Nicholson and Martinelli. Yeah, you know, Ryan Nicholson. I yeah. can't tell you Martinelli's first name, but, but <laughs> it's still pretty good dudes, on your part. <laughs> yeah, I mean those two dudes each had over fifteen rebounds by themselves. Just two random you know, white dudes on a mid northwestern. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Ohio State. Ohio State, who's dead, la- who's dead last in the Big Ten. Indiana actually won this game, which is kind of nuts. Earlier <laughs> this year, the game, the, the game. Yeah, no, the game in Bloomington. Ohio State had twenty-eight offensive rebounds in yeah. the game. No, I, I mean the game. I mean, everyone, I know Louisville people back there. The, the Louisville people remember Louisville killed IU on the glass. They did. Yes, in that game, they did. And to have that much size and to be that stuck and saying, we're going to play big, one of the things you're supposed to get, one of the few advantages you're supposed to have is on the glass, and they can't rebound the ball. It's, <laughs> so it's really it, – it, yeah. It's really stunning, I'm Jack. I'm just sick of it. Yeah. I, I, it, 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 it's, it, it's just very stunning to me how it just – again, it went from like seemingly no worries whatsoever for Mike Woodson to he and he, you're right he puts himself in a bad position by saying this is how I'm going to play and then he throws his players under the bus is like well I'm not you know it's, it rests on me it's my fault but I'm not the one missing shots I'm not the one that can't rebound and similar things like that well Kentucky takes on uh, Mississippi State on the road tonight after that big win over Alabama on Saturday and you know in and I were talking earlier you know, we could have said, oh, I didn't see this coming. But once again, it's a situation where Kentucky is playing a team in Alabama that plays similar to them. And if you're going to play similar to Kentucky, most likely they're going to beat you. This isn't the case. Yep. <laughs> uh, this isn't the case tonight on the road as they traveled to Mississippi, traveled to Mississippi State, even though they beat them 90 to 77 earlier in the season at Rupp. Uh, how do you envision this game going down for the Cats? Um, I can't imagine that Mississippi State would have watched the Alabama game and said, "Yeah, let's try to run with them." That's right, a smart <laughs> idea. Point. So, <laughs> so I mean that. I mean Alabama, the way they play just makes. As you said, I mean Kentucky's so comfortable playing that way, and I don't think there's a team in the country that Kentucky loses to if they're willingly going to say we want to go up and down, play play in transition and just have a free-flowing type game. That is just eating into Kentucky's hands of what they want to do. Now, I, I, now I, I didn't think Kentucky would drop 117 points mm-hmm. and, you know, win, win by, like, 30. That, that, that's still a shock, and that, that's a credit to, you know, the stretches of defense Kentucky played late in the first half and early in the second half that I didn't think they were capable of doing, and that's a big deal, but... At the end of the day, I always thought Kentucky was going to win that game and win fairly easily just because of how the game laid out. But Mississippi State is a team that, especially on the offensive end, they play very methodically on the offensive end. They're going to slow this game down. They're going to try to muck it up, I would imagine, with Chris Shand and his crew. I mean, Tolu Smith was phenomenal in the first game. He was. We'll see, you know. But we'll see what happens now because, you know, that was before Uganda and Yenzo really emerged. But... But the guard, Josh Hubbard, has been one of the hotter hotter players in the SEC. I think he had like 32 or something against LSU over the weekend. That provides a little bit of a different challenge than what UK saw the first time they played. But I expect Mississippi State to muck it up, try to make it a grinded-out type game, which is where teams have had success against Kentucky this year. And, and I think it'll be definitely a tougher game. Cal Perry's really kind of had Jance's number the last couple of years. He has. the game earlier this year. Here, so that that probably makes you feel a bit better, but you have to, you got to wonder how Kentucky handles the success of blowing Alabama out and again hanging 117 points. Can they take that on the road and avoid tripping up like like they did against LSU last week after the Auburn game? It's a legitimate question for Kentucky. But if they show up and play hard and play well, they're more talented than Mississippi State, and I think they are they are obviously the better team. You know, Mississippi State's won five games in a row and they're playing a lot better. 
I haven't seen Mississippi State just step up and be able to beat a team like Kentucky this year, unless yeah. I'm just forgetting something off the top of my head. Uh, they, they have three quad one wins, but nothing, not nothing as as not not the type of statement win that beating a Kentucky would. Be. Well, and I was looking at their schedule. And you're right; they've won, I believe, five in a row uh, in the SEC, yeah. Jack. But here, here, here's the five that they've 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 defeated: Georgia, Missouri, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and LSU. Now, granted, LSU was on the road; Kentucky lost there. Mississippi State did beat them by 20 points, but I, I guess they're they did have they did. Well, be- plus, I mean, LSU is a tournament team for this, when they expanded the 96 team streak. I don't know if you. <laughs> <laughs> that's for it. That's a quality opponent. That's I mean, right. You got to put that team in. We got to get LSU in the tournament. You know, you're exactly right. We got LSU in the tournament. We got to get Northwestern in the tournament. UNC Absolutely. Wilmington. Yeah. yeah. Northwestern actually. Northwestern's actually probably going to make it even in the 68 team field. But yeah, I know, think so. Rutgers scored, eight, Rutgers scored 18 points in the first half against Maryland on Sunday. You know that, that that's Ooh. just the type of team you got to you got you got to make sure they get in. Right? Exactly because you Maryland never know they can catch fire and get hot in the final four, Rutgers, Jack. Yeah. But I mean, they they, they lost to Al- they lost to Alabama. They lost they lost at Alabama. Lost at El- Ole Miss. I mean, outside of I mean, they do have two impressive wins. Uh, Auburn. It was you know in Mississippi State, and they beat Tennessee at Mississippi State. Those are their two best wins on yeah, the I season. They, I, I, for, I forgot they had the Tennessee game. I mean, I mean, like that's you know they they've been able to get up and get those those two wins. Which you know, this is the same type of game that is, but it is very similar. But, uh, just the Cal- Calabari's had James's number, man. I mean, I remember last year when they went there. That was kind of the low point of Kentucky season. Was they just lost the Georgia game? Everyone was panicking. Oh yeah, they're gonna miss the tournament, and then they go in <laughs> with Mississippi State, who was coming in very similarly tonight, playing really well. I, I don't know. I just Mississippi State's fine. They're, they're a good team. I I just. I don't see them having the offensive firepower to be able to knock off Kentucky. Okay, I, I hope that's is, is the case. Kentucky hitting enough shots. And that's yeah. a, I hope that's the case. I mean, two two quad wins, quad one wins in a row would be a yeah. big deal uh, for uh, for Kentucky, obviously. Um, and then you know, not slipping after that big win, like we saw they did against Auburn. They beat Auburn at Auburn, then they go on yeah, the road, that, they slip up against the LSU. Say it again. Can, can they avoid? That's the biggest thing. Can they can they take that level and start playing that way consistently? Can they not have lapses on defense? Can you know? There's a game where Yagana and Yenzo can't get into foul trouble against Solo Smith. There's a game where DJ Wagner against Josh Hubbard is going to have to you know be locked in, give that ball pressure, and really harass him because Hubbard is really good. He's a really good player, but he's only five ten. That's the type of matchup where if Wagner's on his game defensively, he can give him a little bit of issues with his size. Same with Shepard as well, to where Kentucky has the matchups on paper, but they got to go out there and execute and carry over what they did well on the defensive end against Bama. Yeah, what do you think the difference – I mean, what's the difference of – I mean, we saw a different Justin Edwards on Saturday. You know, score 28 points, go perfect. The, 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 thing, the thing I have loved what that, that Cal Perry's done the last couple of weeks with Justin Edwards. Sorry to yes. cut you off. No, 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 that's what I'm getting at, yeah. you brought up. I mean – I mean, they are super aggressive in getting him involved early in the game. They yeah. are, you know, this isn't the same type of thing like when they started Nick Richards as the pity start when he was struggling his first couple years. <laughs> right, yeah, the pity start, like, yes. Like it, 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 all, it almost felt it was getting to that with Justin Edwards. But instead, Calipari made a, a very aggressive effort to say, look, I believe it started with what game was it? It was a couple weeks ago. It was in the Ole Miss game. Yeah. Vanderbilt, and too. And Vanderbilt. Really, yeah. Yeah, or that's really where they started to turn around was getting Justin Edward, Edwards involved early in the game, get him attacking the basket to where he, he sees the ball go through the hoop a couple times. He builds a little bit of confidence. And you can see that definitely carries over the, to the defensive end as well. When he's, when he's scoring the ball, he is much more engaged and intense on, the, on, on defense yes. when he's scoring. So I think that's been one of the best things Cal Berry's done is really make, make an effort – to get him involved in a game tour. He's not going to go 10 for 10 every game like he did no. Bama, but but that's something to where he sees, okay, that's a guy I need to get engaged early so we can – if you get him going early, he'll be able to help you a lot on both ends of the four late, and that's what we've seen the last couple weeks out of him. Yeah, no, it's, he, he was very impressive, and just him, you know, that lethal offensive lineup that he put on the court, Jack, with Justin Edwards at the fours, Vonamir Vicic at the at the five, and then you have 
Antonio Reeves, Reed Shepard, and Rob Dillingham playing the you know the, the the you know the three guard lineup, and you know Justin Edwards really was able to thrive in that lineup. Zonavere Beats is just able to thrive in that lineup, and, and they can't play that all the time because defensively it, it struggles. But I mean, if you really want to yeah. start to distance yourself and pull away from teams, that's the lineup right there. I mean, he, he's Justin Edwards playing the four, and you know how he is. He did the same thing with Chris Livingston. Uh, he's done with same thing with players in the past where they're, they're you know. They're college fours, but he insists on playing them at that small four position. Justin Edwards just looked more comfortable on that that, that in, in that power four position on Saturday. So I hope you're right, Jack. It'd be well, good. Mean, it's, it, it's the same. It's the same thing we talked about with Baco earlier. I yeah, think. it is. Yeah, exactly in the right. NBA professionally, they're going to have to play the three, but for the college game where they're in their development right now, it just fits so much better with them playing the four. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think, Jack? The uh, Jack Grossman here, Field of 68, uh, Floyd Street's finest. Being the Floyd Street's finest, what do you think about uh, this whole thing now where the next move of trying to secure Kenny Payne year three is to hold recruits uh, hold recruit alleged recruit promises uh, hold the administration hostage saying you know what we've got two five star top 20 guys that are ready to commit right now but they must be assured that Kenny Payne will be the coach and then they'll commit what, what, how do you think about this what do you think about this tactic now used by Kenny Payne and his associates I mean, he's had three years now, to, or, or two years now, to, to go and get these top twenty-five star guys, and he hadn't done it. So yeah. remember, remember the story. The story was last year. You know, they're going to sign the NBA to Africa kid. And, yes, you know, the guy that went to Texas. I forgot and, about him. And of course, yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we've we've done the song and dance before, and everyone bought in, and then they didn't end up coming. So maybe it would be different, but credit to the Louisville fan base to just not buying into the mirage that two recruits are suddenly going to change everything. I mean, so often we see that in college basketball and college football where, you know, Calipari plays the magic trick of the new recruiting class every year. I mean, that's Kenny Baines trying to pull the Calipari magic trick, even though I guess it would still be a a Calipari light magic trick because instead of two top 20 guys, Cal's magic trick is usually like three top 10 guys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A little different. It's a little different, but but it's the same type of thing you're trying to do is trying to ignore the present, look to the future, look at these great guys I'm going to bring in. But credit to Louisville fans is saying, no, you've had two years to do this. We thought you were going to bring in these types of dudes right off the bat, and you haven't. Why should we believe you now? And even if we do believe you, we, we, we've seen what's happened for two years. You're 12 and 47. We don't really care. And I think that's been the overwhelming you know, reaction to to that was that it is pretty much well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, and and I would honestly say, good on Louisville fans for not. Taking They're not the falling for it. So often, so many people do, but and that also speaks to how far they've fallen with KP. That even something like this doesn't get anyone excited. Yeah, no, I, they're they're not falling for it. All right, last one for you, Jack. Before we get you out of here, I have to ask you about this. Since Louisville is playing Duke tomorrow, uh, how did you take this entire court storming conversation? Now with you know Filipowski, we thought that he his leg was going to have to be amputated. Now we know he's fine. Uh, John Shire in his performance theater after that <laughs> happened. Oh, I can't believe this. Oh, we can finish these last four or five games heading into our conference tournament time. And um, shock people. Shock, they're going to shock people, Jack. Shock the world. That yeah. really happened last night. Uh, he said that to Paul Rogers. Uh, before I, I, I mean, I mean, here's here's the thing, though. In a normal year, <laughs> you're playing at Duke in late February. Cal Filipowski for you know, we'll get to the court storming stuff in a second, but might not play. How much of a topic is that normally? Like that would be all we'd be talking. Oh yeah, about. Duke versus Louisville. Is Will Cal? Yeah, Duke versus Louisville. Will Filipowski play? How does that impact the game? Yeah. Eating all that stuff. And other than the court storming part of it, no one cares in Louisville that he might not play. That's no one cares. Sad. That's really sad. It is, yeah. I mean, and, and that's, you know, that's the level, level of apathy that, you know, going 12 and 47 in two years will do to you. But, but as far as the court <laughs> storming stuff goes, you know, you'll, you'll appreciate this, Drew. But my first thought was honestly – of course, it'll be the Duke white guy getting hit. That that'll make everyone get up in arms. <laughs> oh, of course, start, yes. Start to change their mind. Yeah, no, no, no one else. That'd be like Caitlin Clark got hit earlier in the year, and, and people didn't react the same way they have with Philipowski. Oh no, <laughs> it's, 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 it's Jay, Jay Bill's telling people saying people should be thrown in jail. 
<laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, Which, it is nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's here's my thing. I mean, I've told the story many times before, where you know I used to be the guy that was on. No, I was with the Louisville Kentucky fans of like you know, you know, uh, tradition rich programs shouldn't storm the court, all that stuff. Until I was a student at IU and I was sitting in the oh, yeah. as a sophomore, and they and they upset Michigan State, and every and as the game's about done, everyone's talking about we're going to storm, we're going to storm, and I'm sitting there like. No, you shouldn't storm where India did, all that stuff. And guess what? The game end, ended, I stormed the court, and it was freaking fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, like, I know you love I'm it. Done, yeah, that, that's where I'm like done quantifying and all that stuff, and I'm, I'm very much just let the students have fun. But I'll say this. this. We've seen two instances in the past month or so where I, I, was, in, I was in the building for one of them. When, when, when Georgia Tech beat North Carolina about a month ago, they did something interesting. That's a very, very simple compromise for everyone. Mm-hmm. They had the security hold everyone back until the players got off the floor. And it took 15 seconds, a full patino for them to get off the floor, and then they <laughs> let the team trust the court with no right. players on the court. You could do that. You could do what Creighton did after they upset UConn last week to where the security formed a barrier around the teams doing the handshake lines and the, and the students stormed the rest of the court. And guess what? No one touched any of the players. No one got in the way of anything. Those are two very simple solutions to still let, you know, the kids have fun, all that stuff. And also, you know, clearly, because we don't need the players getting ran over. <laughs> like, like, KP I mean, said beef up security. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty... Be- beef, just beef it up, Jack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, am I wrong though? It's it's not difficult. No, it's not. It, it needs to be arresting people and get, getting on the court. That's ridiculous. <laughs> At the end of the day, as much as Jay Billis may have crapped on it, guess what? Every time someone storms the court, what's all over social media? Yeah. Twitter pictures of the, of uh, the court. People storming the court. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Greg, Greg, Greg Byrne, the Alabama athletic director. Oh, we talked about him. That, yeah, yeah, that, that they should forfeit the game. I'm like, yeah, you're telling me that, you know, if everyone stormed the court, you would be, you'd, you'd willingly just hand that win over. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, like Greg Byrne, like I gave the scenario, and then we got to get out of here. But uh, we go ahead. storm the field against Wake Forest. I didn't know that we were storming the field against Wake Forest. But <laughs> they yes, did? They did. <laughs> That happened. That, oh that yeah, was the most pathetic field storming court storming I, I had ever seen. But there was a blank. There's a blank. Yeah, that's, that's what, not sliding the fans. That's just you know no one cared about Satterfield. That's what Blake and Baker took the famous uh, Scott Satterfield uh, doing the pistol finger and winking <laughs> winking picture. Blake took that. Oh god. All right, Jack. Well, we gotta get out of here, man. Appreciate the time. Enjoy the games tonight, and uh, maybe this time next year when we talk about Bruce Pearl and Bloomington making a run. I mean, I'll leave it at this. I, I don't, I don't know what the heck the right answer is for Scott Dolson in Indiana because it's a very, very tough decision. It's a much tougher spot than what hurts in with with Kenny Payne. Oh, it is. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jack Grossman, appreciate the time. Floyd Street's finest, Phil sixty eight. Texture, uh, full Patino. How long does nope? Uh, Texture <laughs> just started listening to you. Is Mitchell out? I don't know. He's not officially out. There's a video of him uh, in the in the shoot around today wearing a shoulder compression. So nothing official on Trey Mitchell yet. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, on the other end, we'll start wrapping up the show. Final segment here on the Roundtable ESP 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Come on. 
the Kentucky games. Uh, I just love doing it for Kentucky because you know, if, if you don't do it for Kentucky, then John Calipari gets his feelings hurt. Because if it's not a whiteout or a blueout or a sure. blackout, and you do it for somebody else, uh-huh. it just it pisses him off. You're listening to the Round Table with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Striebel. He was right. Press Bruce Pearl, and he's exactly right. Now who who is this? Mike Jones. Oh, that's Mike Jones. Oh, okay. Well, it's, a, it's Mike Jones. That's Paul Wall. Oh, that's Paul, Paul Wall. I'm tipping. Wood grain. I'm gripping. Come on. Oh, wow. Look it's at that. Yeah. You guys are educating me today. You don't uh, know this song? I don't. I've not heard Strabo this one. No. I'm a 90s rap guy. <laughs> I, I can tell you all kinds of stuff about 90s rap. But it, it, after that. It Mike just... Jones is my dad's favorite rapper. Really? Yeah. Where's just he a from? fun fact. Mike Jones? I don't yeah. know. Memphis, maybe? Oh, okay. I didn't know this, man. It's down south. I oh, feel like it's Memphis. This. All right. I gotta, yes. Now I got to look it up. Look at that. Mike Jones. 281. Let's see here. Get Mike Jones up on the low, cause Mike Jones. Uh, let's see. Doesn't say. Let me go to his Wikipedia. Oh, folks. Let's I'm see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, still tipping the song that comes up. Yeah, on, on on Mike Jones. Okay, so he was born Houston. Houston. So that's where that's the Paul yeah. Wall connection. That's Paul Wall connection. Yeah, because I know go, Paul baby. Wall's Houston. I did. I'm proud of you for I, I, I did know that. So he's he's re- he's repping yeah. H Town. You don't know back <laughs> then. You don't know that song by Mike Jones. Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They hot all on me. No, that's I, the edited version. I haven't heard that one either. That was my ringtone like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's your ringtone. That's great. Now you had a. You I had actually a, listened to that on the way here. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Really? I love that. Now here's here's people's here's here's more your speed. Okay. It's like rapper's delight. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar Hill Gang. LL Cool J. Mama said, "Knock you out." Yeah, that is my speed. Yeah. Now we're cooking with grease, as they yeah. say. Creed, yeah. Well, let's go. Now, now is that which higher? Oh yeah, can you yeah. take me higher? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do like that one. It is a good song. Even, even James agrees with us on that. Especially with like right, if right, you right. have like artistic curtains, exactly. At a half-time flying, show, I'm just flo- imagining flowing, flowing hair without a shirt. Texture. That's actually Slim Thug's song. Paul Wall, Mike Jones are just featured on the song. Oh, really? I always thought it was a Mike Jones. Okay, good. He could have said it anybody, and I would have been like, "Oh, okay, like, of course." Of course. Like a yeah, little Ray Ray. I yeah, bad because I was drawing a blank on Slim Thug's name. I didn't want to get it wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay, so you knew, but he didn't. Okay, so I always I, attributed it to Mike Jones, so I'm wrong there. But okay, it's good almost to know. Said Silk the Shocker. I knew this. Silk the Shocker. I know who Silk the Shocker is. I know. He, yeah, he was. He was. He was. Uh, he was uh, uh, Master P. So the oh. shockers with no limit. He's a no limit See, soldier. That's a little. <laughs> yeah. Texture. <laughs> Agree with Round Daddy. Only rap worth anything is '90s rap. Texture. When Jack Grossman comes on, does Anna close her eyes and take a 35 minute nap? I know I do. Why would you say that? <laughs> no, just because the texture saying he does. No, I'm joking. No, I'm oh, joking. Just, oh, I'm okay. Joking back. Okay, gotcha. Texture. UofL fan that went to UK. I was on the field at UK when they were getting ready to storm after beating LSU, and then they threw a hail mary and LSU won. I Wait, remember. You want to know I the know. funniest field storm story ever? It's not that funny, but when um, Kentucky beat LSU, this is like my deepest regret ever as a fan. Football. Yeah. 2007. Yes. I was supposed to go to the game that night. It was like my freshman year in high school, and I like went to a girl's birthday dinner instead. I was trying to make friends, so my my dad, which is nice, which is nice. So my yeah. dad went, and my brother went with him. It was supposed to be me. So on the way home, I remember my dad brought me back like a little baggie of like grass from the field, and I'm like, I'm so happy you did not get pulled over. <laughs> I would have been like, Sir. So what is that grass, what sir? Is, in the bag? is that is that reefer? I kept what it is? for like ten years. I was like, this is not worth it. <laughs> what do you mean? It's an heirloom. Thing. It's an heirloom. Uh, of course, it's worth it. It's, 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 they beat number one, Anna. It's gone. Now. It's a big moment. It's gone. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. gone. It's gone. Right, Louis uh, reminded me of this sound. Um, there was a press conference with Lamar Jackson. The reporter was Mike Jones, and like Lamar got hyped because it was Mike Jones. <laughs> okay, let's play that sound. Let's go. Here for Lamar, Mike Jones. Who? Uh, Lamar, there was that point in the season where you guys lost three straight, four or five. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. That's me. <laughs> Mike Jones. That's me right now. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. Thank you. Thank you, Louis, for reminding me. 2813308005. Hit Mike Jones up on the low.
Joe. He got so excited. I forgot. I've heard we played that song. That would be sound me. before. He's Mike Jones. I'd be like, who? Mike Jones. <laughs> he, Lamar was so he was so excited. Oh, by the way, happy anniversary to a great moment. Okay. It was oh professional bowling. Yep, I know. One of the greatest, one of the greatest sounds of all time. So God bless this man, uh, Pete Weber. He he, 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 he went. He wins a, a bowling competition, and he gives. He delivers one of the greatest lines ever spoken by an athlete, politician, king, queen, whatever. Go ahead, James. Play it. Let's go. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And. I love it. I Who can, do you think you are? I, I am. am. I, I can listen and watch that <laughs> on a loop. It's motivating. He goes, that's right. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I, I am. am. Oh, my God. Somebody well, said that was Cal in the presser against Alabama. <laughs> it was. It was. It was against <laughs> Auburn. He walked in. Who do you think you, you are? He looked, I am. He looked right at Jeff Goodman. Who do you think you are? I am. Jeff Goodman melted into a puddle. Right there I for did a, it. Uh, and, he, and the puddle. Oozed out with the Hooters. So classic. <laughs> Bruce Pearl bottom of pitcher. That's exactly what happened. All right. Uh, speaking of speaking of oh, Jeff Goodman, can't uh, he did have an interesting question, and I wanted to pose this to you. Okay. All right. So happy anniversary, Pete Weber. Uh, again, who do you think you Forever. are? I am. Um, I'm gonna get, let's get matching tattoos. <laughs> I can't defile my body. Um, <laughs> Jeff Goodman asked the following question. Uh, who is the most disappointing team this season? Here are his four options. Ooh. Miami, mm. Arkansas, UCLA, or Michigan State? The tie for me would be between Miami and Michigan State. I would say Miami, though, because Final Four team, and they returned a lot of the same guys, and yes. Jim Laranaga is a great coach. Michigan State is because it's Tom Izzo. But I feel like they've been kind of on a downward trajectory. Um, Michigan State, like, I didn't have super high expectations for them. They were top the five, though. They didn't, but I didn't feel like, I feel like they've been on a downward. You didn't feel I that. Know, I didn't feel like they were a threatening team. I didn't feel like it was the Michigan State of your, if okay. you know what I mean. Like, no, I get it. They yeah. just didn't seem like a. Um, I don't know. It, it just didn't seem like the same thing. But Miami, yes, for sure. Like when Kentucky beat them, I, th- I thought that was a huge win. I oh, we that, all that did. Really we were like, that's a quad. That's like a quad one win at the but time. But now, no. now it's like that win means nothing. And just I respect Jim Laraniego so much as a coach that that has been shocking to me, especially with the same players with the same. Oh, we got Nigel Pack, Wilga Poplar. I mean, he's got dudes on that team that can score and play basketball. And yeah, yeah. the fact that they're as bad Final Four team as they are. Yeah, it, again, the the majority of the final is is because of uh, Danilo. That's yeah. what is Delo is on the team yeah, now. That's right, baby. Now I did find this also funny. Now we know like, how Mormons like they don't curse. Oh, they don't. Oh no! I know they're not allowed to eat caffeine. No, 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 ca- no, no caffeine. They don't curse. Nothing they like can't that. Curse? No, they no, no. They don't. I would get use... kicked out of BYU so quickly. Well, that's what this is. Okay, so they Cougar board, which is one of the big BYU fan message boards. Uh-huh. They had a thread where they listed their favorite. Hey Anna, uh, can't curse either. Non <laughs> non offensive curse words. Okay, here we go. Here's some of the things. Okay, favorite clean swears. Are they allowed to say frick? Well, here's the things they do say. I'll okay. start. Holy buckets. Good governor. No, these holy, aren't real. Holy rutabaga pie. Well, this is real. I'm reading it from the message board. People say that? What are some of yours? Or do you know? Shut the front door. Okay. Up your butt and around the cornel, corner. <laughs> sweet <laughs> sweet butter crumpets. This is too white. Dag nabbit. <laughs> Poo buckets, scrobbling fleeb, go down and sit on a on a bench, cheese and rice, rubbish. What in the Sam Hill? Not Sam Hill, Sam Hill. Judas Priest, uh, son of a butt munch, oh. mother, father, sister, brother. <laughs> what the what? Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> jumping Geno's, jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Pardon me. I'll call those uh, fake swears. Uh, my dad's go-to: Dagnabbit, pot liquor, dead gum, uh, son of a motherless goat, horse pucket, 
Pasta Fazul. So those are the pasta fajoule. Yeah, that is an Italian (laughs) discriminatory. That is a great dish. It is delicious. Those are some of the things. So if you ever go to a BYU game, if they miss a buzzer beater or a bad play happens or ref calls, brother, sister, brother, exactly, mother, brother, sister, father. Hey, coach, you just go sit on a bench. How about that? Why are they so eloquent? How about just say goodness gracious or like oh heck. I'm surprised that's not on there, but no, they have some pretty creative, some pretty creative terms here. Creative in a bad way. Uh, well, yeah, they're not great. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, 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 these are clean, clean swears that BYU, BYU fans. That can't be the most miserable college experience going to like BYU or Utah. Uh, I just like can't understand. Like sugar is their way they go out. Like that's like we're going out to the bars. You no, know, at BYU they like go get cupcakes. Like that's yeah, and I'm not judging. You know, maybe it could be a wholesome thing. Sure. And I thought maybe that could be a great environment to like be your best self whatever until i heard that remember that um that, the guy who got kicked off yes, yes. because he's having relations he was having relations with yes. him and he signed like a code oh yeah that's the first thing that i thought of and i was like mm. i remember that yeah they were like oh you know you can't have relations outside of wedlock on campus do you think jimmer for dad is like oh biscuits or whatever oh hell say. no i bet he's cut he's old like, biscuits <laughs> i don't even know if that was an option and jimmer for dad uh, you know maybe maybe he was maybe i'm wrong maybe he maybe he didn't cuss and maybe he but you know he what was like hope is saying like I'm sorry. Oh, nothing. Golly gee. Come on, guys. Heck. Gee willikers. Fellas. Fellas. Stop that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Cal's like out there MFing people and so so. I would be the worst. So's Rick Patino. Like they say rat. the worst stuff. I'm threatening people at knife point if I were Well, yeah. yeah like Rick Patino talks about cutting people up and sending them <laughs> around the country. I'd be like, I'd be talking about people's moms. I'd be horrible. Well, was, uh, yesterday Max told a story about <laughs> Rock Oliver. Oh. Where he was like, he was so intense really? and just like really, like he, they were all scared of him. Really? But he, they loved him. Yeah. And see, he told, they told Max, he's like, what do he say? He's like, I'm going to gut 40 pounds off of you and then make you run. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'm actually getting legal representation. <laughs> he said. He said. He said that that one time what? they're supposed to. Yeah, they're supposed to do a workout like a light. Like they, so they ran gassers. Are you giving me like a? Okay. <laughs> they like cut him. Like actually cut oh, the like like oh. like yeah. Cut forty pounds off of him. <laughs> like gut forty and then make him run afterward. He said that he said yesterday that Rock Oliver got so much. So one time he said the way their off season workouts worked was they'd run gassers uh-huh. and then go do like a weight workout. It's supposed to be leg day. Yeah. And he said they ran these gassers pre their pre workout gassers the way right. they usually do, and they're supposed to go into the Nutter Field House. Right. And work out. <laughs> and the women's soccer team was in there. <laughs> they were probably kicking their behind, well, too. The, yeah, he said, the, the, he said Rock Oliver was so mad. He said he was very nice to the, because they weren't supposed to be there. Oh. said he was very nice to the, to the soccer team. <laughs> He's like, but he took it out on us. He's like, he made us run so much, I had a nosebleed. <laughs> like, his nose started to bleed. <laughs> was that organ <laughs> failure? I what don't know. Probably. He's like, it turned orange. His blood was orange <laughs> coming out of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. So yeah, he's like the anti BYU. But yeah, I'm with you. I couldn't. I couldn't go. To I will murder your whole family. Exactly. I couldn't go to school there. There's no, oh, I would be. I would be kicked out immediately for you, nothing but my mouth. Right. Yeah. And you know, Jimmer for dad. I mean, come on. Like he was a good looking guy. You think he guy. was talking some smack? Oh, he's doing all. He's doing all. He's doing he other things doing, too. He was sinning. Yeah, he was sinning big time. Like. <laughs> Those Mormon girls are like, Jimmer, I love you. Like, what's he going to say? No. No, I can't do that. I'm not doing that. No. He was sending big time. He was sending big time. Yeah, I guarantee you, Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette, big time sinner. Big time sinner, Jimmer Fredette. You can't. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was doing the same thing. With mothers. With moms. Exactly. His mom's best friends. Listen, that ain't on the code of rules. He exactly. Well, that's bo- a good point. 
It's like, I just, bro, what are you doing here, ma'am? We're not, we don't allow ladies in the <laughs> It's in the called respect rooms. for your elders. Exactly. You know, I'm, just bringing, I'm just bringing Zach some cookies. Oh, well, heck, okay. I mean, as long as they're, oh, they're, golly gee, well, they're sugar-free cookies, right? Here. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> Cheese and rice. Yeah, I, <laughs> if you're sugar-free cookies, I'm going to take, yeah. As yeah, long Zach as there's got, no caffeine. Exactly. Jimmer got some cookies, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Not Those Jimmer, sorry, the, Zach Wilson. Same thing. Zach, same thing. Yeah, white dudes that go to they BYU. All look alike, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I think Jimmer Fredette looks better than Zach Wilson. I would agree. Zach yeah. Wilson has the most punchable face. I know you hate him. Why do I hate him? I, I don't know. Do. You do. I don't care. Like I, don't, I think he's a terrible quarterback. Do. Like I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't like his vibe. I just don't have. I don't have feelings about. Zach Wilson. I do. I just don't he, love his just, vibe. That's fine. There's people out there that I don't like. I, I, no. All right. Let's read a few more texts here before we get out of here. And we have college <laughs> basketball coming up at 6:45. Indiana with Wisconsin. Text here. Has Strebel ever been on a cougar board? Oh, is that BYU? No. Is, oh no. Oh. I, no. I, I don't. And you haven't, Strebel. No, I haven't. haven't. Okay. What is, is it? Is that a real thing? What is it? Don't Google it on the work computer. I don't know, man. <laughs> Can you text me? Phil HR is going to come Okay. Well, now i got to look. Hold on. This is, I'll, Corey, I'll, I'll look on my phone. Put a child lock on his phone. Hold on. Cougar board. Cougar. <laughs> I wish there was a camera on Jake's Black's face right now. Okay. It, just said, uh, mm-hmm. it came right up. It just, no, it just says it's the cougar board. It's the... Uh, <laughs> He's an ad blocker. Violates the term of. <laughs> I don't know. The largest. Yeah, it's just it's like it's just it's just like it's just it's 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 BYU fans. And that's all I see. That's all it is. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Cougar, cougar board. board. Okay. Okay. Uh, Urban Dictionary. Is it anything? That's going to tell you something they made up. Urban Dictionary. Yeah, well, I think it's You bad. can't trust Urban Dictionary. Okay, yeah. I, I you could in like, when I was in like seventh grade, you'd be like. Texture, now make fun of all religions. Crickets! Okay, well. We can't laugh at that. Some people just make it easier. I mean, you, can't, you can't make fun of, I mean, it's they say They're golly gee. They're not allowed to have caffeine. They have, they we're not making fun of them, but it is funny that they have fake swears. It's their own fans that say these are the swears we use. We got it from their oh own my Bible, their people. cougar and message fake board. swears defeat the purpose. You might as well just swear. Just swear, yeah. Shays and rice. How did Jim McMahon make it through BYU? That's a great question. Oh Jim my God, he went to BYU? Jim McMahon did? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he big guy. BYU? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The people are getting mad at me. I don't know what I did. And to be honest, I don't even know what I did. Like I wouldn't I, say anything offensive. McMahon? I know it's far fetched, but he's really, gonna be like, Most religions are not supposed to cuss. <laughs> They're really not supposed you know? to. La, 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 I mean, there la, are like, like well, Christians and Catholics are not supposed to fornicate. I feel like we like twisted to where like no, the, you're right. Not taking the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, that's different. Right, yeah, right. But they twist. But like they twist it. Yes, and you shouldn't say when it I say they at I all. Mean me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and call the show for the day. It's been a fun show. Thank you, Anna Trula. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about the Kentucky Mississippi State game. We'll get you ready for Louisville at Duke, I guess. So we'll we'll do all that and have some fun. It's the roundtable. ESPN six eighty one zero five seven.